Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, Allison, I read a unbelievable, unbelievable thing today uh, in an article talking all about why, by the way, the Brenda Lee song is charting right now. It's top of the charts right now, being uh, written up that our daughter has told us was done when she was 13. Incredible. Incredible. The one where she says, uh, later we'll... Oh. What? Oh. Brenda oh. Lee. I thought you said Brenda Lee song. No, like, Brenda Lee. A Brindle animal. The one where she bakes some f-ing pie, Alice. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, anyway, it talks about the Mariah Carey song and why we love it so much. And it goes into the history of the song and the writing and this and that and the whole history of Mariah's like record company and this and that. And they never mention the reason why it's famous, Alice. Why is that song famous? Uh, the Love Actually movie? Of course. That's why. That's what supercharged it and made it gold. Of course. Because it's a brilliant part of a brilliant movie. Maybe, do we say that Love Actually is the best Christmas movie, Alice? Do we dare say that? There's going to be some hate out there for that okay. opinion. A lot of there, Love Actually is one of those things that uh, some people just really hate. And I don't know why. Cause, yeah, you'd um, have Tom to and I, Tom and I both love it. So. so if you hate Love Actually, you're wrong. And there you go. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. It is schlocky, schmaltzy, and all the other stuff, and ridiculously British humory. But it's a great, great, fun, zero stress watch. Um, mm-hmm. Alice, guess what? I have good news what? for you. We are what? while we're being processed for to for our jobs at the Daily Caller. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the Daily Wire. I have better news yeah. for you. We are okay. actually not going to be, as it turns out, working for the Daily Wire. We have just been poached. Uh-oh. That's right. You know who's poached us? 
Uh, the Tucker Carlson TCN, Network? Tucker Carlson Hey, Network. it's Tucker Carlson. Something big is coming. You can probably feel it. Everybody can feel it. The next 12 months is going to be a wild time, probably like nothing any of us has ever seen. An economic meltdown, an unresolvable presidential race, unprecedented global migration, entire populations moving from continent to continent, metastasizing foreign wars, chaos. Suddenly, everything seems at stake control of the world and of your soul. Hmm. How are you going to respond to all of this? The first step is knowing what's actually happening. That's not easy. Who's an ally? Who's an enemy? You can't always tell. What's true and what's a lie? Sometimes it's hard to know. There's so much deception. Big media companies won't help. Their job is to manipulate you. The government? Please. When was the last time you believed a word they said? Probably before COVID. We've been thinking a lot about all of this for the past eight months. We've traveled to various countries around the world to see what America looks like from far away. Sometimes distance gives you perspective. We've decided that we need something new, something relentlessly honest that the corporate gatekeepers can't touch. (laughs) So we built a company called Tucker Carlson Network. We'll be rolling it out starting now. You may have already seen some of our content on X. Expect a lot more of that. Interviews, documentaries, analysis, Facts and honesty every day. We've got a lot of good people working on this, and we think it's going to make a difference. You can head to TuckerCarlson.com to learn more. We hope you will. Thanks. Thank you, boss. Uh, Indeed. Oh, it's got a little jingle. Very nice. Nice. So, yeah, Alice, let's get the, uh, let's send out our stuff. Let's send out the kit. Of course. That has dazzled so many others in the past. And uh, <laughs> So is there so far any other host on the Tucker Carlson network other than Tucker Carlson? I don't know of one if there is. I just learned of the network just moments ago, as a matter of fact. So, right. So, so far, the website, if you go to TuckerCarlson.com, um, lists uh, the Tucker Carlson Encounter, Tucker Carlson Uncensored, the Tucker Carlson Interview, TC Shorts, Ask Tucker... After Tucker Carlson interview, uh, Sworn Enemy Tour, and Tucker Carlson <laughs> Films. So I would say right now, Tucker Carlson is the heavy, anyway, that they have on the network. Well, until we're on board. In of which course. case, uh, we are the heavy. You know, we're local to him, too. Well, almost That's true. local. One state away. That's right. Right down the, um, right down the um, way from him. Hey, this, who's this girl... Uh, okay, so so yeah, we'll be joining the Tucker Carlson Network. We'll be, there'll be press release about that. Who's this chick, this actress, who's with Bill Maher? Uh, this is Bella Thorne. I believe she was at one point a Disney actress. She's part of the generation that happened after I knew who actors and actresses were. Oh, okay. But yes. Wow. This, oh, man, what a dumb. There's a lot of trends. You know, I always see that in the paper about somebody who is switch their sex which i'm all if that's what makes you yes. that's that what blows your dress fat up? bitches all the way Who? yes bad bitches fat bitches Why bad we, bitches oh, bad bitches bad bitches be who you are yes claps right claps makes me happy i mean i think there's some uh money to be made in some sort of exchange by the way how gross is she everyone with all her claps claps we're like makes you know me happy. If yeah. you need a penis, take a penis. If you have a penis, give a penis. You know, like if people are becoming like men to women, they're going to cut off their penis. And then there are women transitioning who are going to need a penis. Uh, 
I feel like if there was some exchange, uh, maybe Bitcoin could be involved and you could, you know, no? I just don't like I mean, it's joking. not that funny a joke, to be well, honest. No, it's not that funny joke. But the fact that she knows, I just don't like joking. <laughs> what are the humorless pain in the ass? Oh, you could, you know, no. I just don't like joking about. Oh, Bella. Um, oh, I know that up, you Bella. like to, but oh, I. You see, this I don't is where the anxiety. Oh, for. F- you don't have to be I, sorry, I, but I I'm not sorry either. And that is where your anxiety comes from. There is nothing wrong with joking. Nothing wrong about that. He's absolutely it's, right. Not everybody is that sensitive. Not everybody needs to be that sensitive. Even the people who are doing that, I don't think, would need to be offended by that. Everybody is so easily offended. You kids, you wake up offended. You should you should get off Twitter, get off social media. And and maybe you wouldn't like have this anxiety, this like uh, because I don't know if you're really offended or you're just worried that you're going to look offended. No, I'm one hundred percent offended. Like when when I think about <laughs> oh. you know someone, she's not Trump. offended at all. No, she doesn't even know like what the word means. But no, she sees <laughs> an opportunity to say a thing that makes her feel warm to say some self-important thing. She's smoking his weed right now in his studio. He right. made a joke that should be actually... And I know I have vocal burn and I say like a lot. Those are fair criticisms of me. But I don't think I do it as much as her. No, and she's got obvious like lazy brain vocal burn. <laughs> Someone walked the videos that I have seen that are so, like, so f***ing bad. And she's getting emotional. When people have to worry about walking on the street, just being themselves, like, that's f***ing anxiety. That's why I don't like to, like joke about it because you know someone hears it and on a public platform is so bad because you're like kind of low-key spreading like this like oh ha 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 and it's like it's it's Uh, not funny what a way to live what a way to live (laughs) so she's seen all sorts of videos that's the extent of this and she thinks that if she says people who are laughs at a joke about penises and the other thing if she laughs at that joke then violence could be visited upon somebody if she smokes weed and talks and listens to Bill Maher's joke. Right. Or they might self-harm. Right. It's like, shut up. God, it's so lazy. It's so lazy. But these people, and this but is, you can she tell is very by typically, the she is very typically, very typically upper middle class, well, white collar. She is obviously she's a celeb um, woman, women. You know, I'm making well, that right. personal to me. I, I want you to see just how much I care. I'm not going to even see. I'm offended. I'm not going to laugh at joke. But LGBTQIA plus percent people don't have humor. They don't have joke. Joke can't be done. <laughs> no, they can't joke about things. And it you can tell by the exchange and by her tone that she's not sure why she's supposed to be offended. She doesn't actually have an argument here. And she doesn't actually have any particular reason why this joke is offensive. There's nothing well thought out. She just knows she's downloaded that trans jokes aren't funny and she's not sure why and that she's not allowed to laugh at that but it's not that benign alice it's also what is this is a quiet condemnation of everybody else Mm -hmm. i don't laugh at that i take it especially personal in in and i show you guttural pain because i'm an ally those people over there 
I don't know about that. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'm really good. Well, I'm... and it's fascinating because to Bill Maher, somebody who's talked to more people from more walks of life than she's probably ever spoken to in her life, um, in some depth, actually, and tries to find out what they really think, even when he disagrees with them, she tries to pull this card on him that she knows more about this issue than he if you had seen the videos i've seen where people are so sad well uh, he's heard of sad people and he's yes. met and talked to trans people and i'm sure he knows some and you're gonna lecture him you haven't seen the videos i've seen that's yeah. why you can well tell me Alice, funny. Uh, how would she be if he did 10 minutes on walmart shoppers Oh, that would be funny. Absolutely. That's hilarious. Trash, all the white trash that's there. Oh, my goodness. You see the people there? They look disgusting. They have the, the, the iron lungs with them as they walk through. What trash? Poor Just not tra trans Walmart shoppers. Right. No. Poor trash. <laughs> it's so funny. That's good. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know, or if you do uh, Donald Trump getting um, getting COVID, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Republicans going to uh, biking conventions and then getting COVID and dying. That is hilarious. That is Then her, she finds her humor in the, uh, you know, uh, the, it doesn't extend to, I get the feeling Peter Thiel, uh, if she knows who he is. Um, no way. He's an LGBTQIA plus that you can laugh at. That's fine. That's fine. Even mm -hmm. though he could get beat up too, obviously, or self-harm, but that's fine. And also... It's just so lazy and humorless that we can't, you can't say a joke or a thing because that person over there is so touchy about things that they'll just kill themselves. <laughs> and they're not even there. Just if he says it on a podcast and you laugh at it, then somebody somewhere might kill themselves. Yes. It's freaking humorless. Oh, these people, all of them are so. I mean, that's true of anything. Any joke could offend somebody. Well, right. Comedians. So now you. By the way, you have for, to live in a world where nobody can ever make a joke and nobody can ever laugh. Who, who is offended, which means her sensibilities are bruised, is mm -hmm. hanging around with a comedian, getting high and drunk in his in his unrated podcast. Is that the best idea? The best way to spend your time? But you know what it is. I don't it like is. joking. Yeah. You've can come we just to sit here? Can we just sit here and focus fry? But so. <laughs> But but of course she loves going there because that uh, it's a target rich environment. She has so many opportunities to be offended. So of course, <laughs> no seriously, it's a, it's just so freaking humorless. Humorless. Uh, I think I have a. How you know, many you know people do call, you think there are? You know the mm -hmm. story of them calling me the uh, MSP. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that all our listeners necessarily. I know we've said it on the podcast a while back. It, we went to camp. I think Camp Kirkland when I was in 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 sixth grade or something at Morocco school in Winchester, Massachusetts. And for some reason, I said something about boys being better at girls and something. And all the girls called me um, MSP for the whole rest of the camp for a week, which meant uh, male chauvinist pig. So they just called me MS, MSP, MSP for the whole week. Now, to, mm -hmm. for, and of course, it's chauvinist is not spelled with an S, but doesn't matter. <laughs> but to me, it was like, wow, this is really. Uh, to be honest, Alice, can I give you? Can I admit something here? Mm -hmm. At first, I didn't 
I didn't get what my friend caught on and said, that's hilarious. They're calling you that. And I was like, why? <laughs> but he told me that it's like chauvinist is with the C. So they called me these girls who were empowering women uh, in feminism. None whatever. of them noticed for a None whole of them week. Noticed for a whole week that they were calling me MSP and the S meant chauvinist. But anyway, I do. I'm angry at her. I think I've got a problem with women. And I think I've got a problem with, <laughs> especially like somebody like her, this who just m- brings the room down. And it's a thing that chicks do. They really do. Remember, we we used to know a girl who once. I think oh, it's we had a Super Bowl party. Men, and a girl though, in the millennial be, generation. Oh yeah, no, but I don't need them. I'll never need to hang out with some beta dude. I'll never have that. But there is something just so so bitchy. About if you see the videos I saw, I, I don't know. I don't like women. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I think they're extremely. Attractive. Well, you like women for some purposes. Yeah, I like them because they're soft and beautiful, and their rooms are nice, and they generally smell good. I think that's that's it. That's I'm 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 out. I'm out on women. And there's some <laughs> there's some and there's some brilliant um there are some brilliant women. You like Ann Coulter? Oh. oh. I'm, she looks better than ever, by the way. I just saw a picture of her. I think I sent it to us. She does. Where she's standing by the motorcycle. She looks great. She must be like 60 and she looks awesome. Yeah. She grew up right around here where I am right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, so did Candace Owens, Alice. There's something. So did Laura wow. Ingram, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Connecticut is a hotbed. For, well, I mean, I mean, what do you want to know? Um, who, is, who is my friend, Trump's press secretary? Hope Hicks, right down the street. Wow the 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 psycho all the gorgeous conservative women live there. Well, and some gorgeous liberal women, progressive women live here too. I think the psycho from uh, the Washington Post now, Taylor Lorenz, isn't she from here? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of moneyed. There's a lot, lot of, of trans. Oh, oh yeah. wow! Thanks, Bill. But you know what? It's just joyless. That's why I've got a problem with women. I'm not. I'm down on women now. Enough. Speaking of joyless, Alice, um, mm-hmm. it brings me to this. I don't know if this is new, but it's newly posted. Cam Newton, who you might remember, actually now thinking about it, may not have been one of the Patriots' worst quarterbacks, but Cam Newton, former mm-hmm. quarterback for the NFL, he was on this show, and I just, he's so humorless, humorless. I'm going through an issue right now with my children. All of them have education from private schools and something alarming happened when my daughter came home it was february and she said dad a white person is teaching us about black history and i was like yo that's that's not right you know what I'm saying? in my opinion we all are entitled to their their own opinion thank you cam and i'm like if a white person is teaching about black history first first thing i want to talk about is that why is your kid like trained to say hey dad a white person is teaching you about black history the whole thing about having an expertise in the field is not your lived experience. The whole thing is knowing the knowledge of the top of the subject. Correct? Right. Why would a black person born right now necessarily know any more about black history than a white person born right no. now? Nope. They're not neither one of them is born with the innate knowledge. Unless you're pursuing the viewpoint that people are like born with ancestral knowledge, which I think um outside of identity politics is not a general scientific or historical fact. Can a black person teach about 
White culture? You know, Caucasian history. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> European <laughs> history. Uh, and I'm like... Yes, they can. Right, yes. and they do. Black people can teach European history, as a matter of fact. And to suggest that a black person can't teach an AP Euro class for some reason is an insane racist assertion. Well, well right. And here's the other thing about almost all of the, the subject of history that's being taught. Almost nobody now is around for any of it. Right. So we're all equally, we're starting yes. on a level playing field in terms of who can teach it. Oh, Alice, using level playing field with Cam Newton. Oh. Very well done. I, I well, didn't even intend that. Well done. That. You could, but it's going to be some things that's left out. You know what I'm saying? Slavery. How did Africans move to, you know, Yes, America? I've noticed that when white people teach black history, they Wait tend to second. just skip right over slavery. Wait a second. Hold, hold on. Watery? Hmm? What was it? What did he just say? What, what was that that he said? I don't know. Did he, did he say? Did he say slavery? Oh, <laughs> we had slavery not in this country. <laughs> no, I had. You must have learned Black history from a white person. I did. Tom. I, I had. A, yeah, my teacher was a white person. Yeah, all it was. Uh, all it was was a civil rights bill. They every black person responded to nineteen sixty four and the civil rights bill, and everybody's been free <laughs> and it's been perfect. What's the? I don't see the problem. And now, things, can I ask you a question? Yes. Because when I was growing up, private school, all that, I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't have a lot of black teachers. Mm-hmm. So, now to that 10, your kids are probably going to school with teachers who, they're not letting black teachers come you have black like history in. in high school? <laughs> no. I don't that's think I had that. That's the problem. But that's the problem. This is a oh, convention okay. of three dumbasses. Oh, by I mean, the way, it, it's so insane it's so insane because i forget where it was where was the story recently where they started to do classes separated by race <laughs> so that the black kids could have a safe space to learn and i assume it's taught by a black teacher and whatever i hope so they're reinventing segregation from scratch yes. soon they're going to demand that black kids only go to schools that have black teachers and demand that it be separated it's so bizarre to me that wokeness has now like fully circled around i mean i know that's always been the joke that the woke people and the neo-nazis agree on some level but they're actually doing it they're like immune to the joke and they just keep going totally you know what would be great would be if black kids had schools that are only black people in them like wait what didn't we just have i mean do they remember busing that happened right that's not in my imagination Kamala Harris was all thrilled because she was on the busing buses, right? That's right. Freedom! That's yeah, right. that little girl was me, right? That wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. That was just four years ago that... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about... Work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
that little girl was me and busing was great. Now we're anti-sending black kids to schools with white people. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, I missed a step here but, somewhere, but, but, it's all, but it's also interesting. It's like, busing was one of the few things Biden was right on. Busing was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible experiment. It was... Destroyed neighborhoods. It caused more divisions. It was like... I, I think we look back now and we say, yeah, I, we get them the intention, but once again, like other most progressive uh, projects, it was mm-hmm. disastrous. Well, I think there's a difference, right? Where... Because what happened originally, of course, was the Brown v. Board, where they said separate but equal wasn't acceptable, Mm -hmm. and they said that she could go to the school that was across the street from her, right? Mm -hmm. That was an all-white school. But in Boston, for example, when they had the busing in Boston, the schools weren't actually technically segregated. They were neighborhood schools, Right. right? It just so happened that the neighborhoods in Boston tended to be fairly segregated. right? And they took people across town and sent them to different schools across the town. It wasn't like, I want to go to this school and I'm not allowed to because it's an all-white school, which I think everyone agrees is an unacceptable way to run your school system in 2023, right? Sure. We're all, we're all on board with that. If you want to go to a school, you can't be not allowed to go to the school because you're black. That's not okay. Right. But to demand that kids go to a different school that their parents don't want to send them to because they're a certain race and you're trying to create some kind of equity, which is what the busing was in Boston, that's also destructive. And, you know, but whatever, whatever percentage of people you're trying to create, whether you're trying to create more integrated schools or whether you're trying to create more segregated schools, anytime you start forcing kids to go to Mm -hmm. a school their parents don't want them to go to in the name of some grand scheme of things, you're always going to get everybody a worse education because people aren't on board with your plan. You need to have people connected to the plan to educate their children. Otherwise, you end up with a mess. You can't have these social engineers in the government deciding that the way to solve race problems is through screwing around with your kids' education. Well, right. It's a source of so many problems. Well, yes. And also, let me ask you, back to the Cam Newton thing, um... Is he, is he, as a man who was a millionaire by the time he was in his 20s, does he have any special insight into destitution, slavery? or I mean, this man lives a life now that's almost unparalleled to anybody we know. Better than ours. <laughs> yes. And also, if, if somebody comes over right now from uh, a doctor from Angola, he can teach black history better than I can? Be- just because of the- uh, I suppose I suppose that's the contention, right? Yeah, that because of the pigment. It's like, these rules are. St- and by the way, he, this. Well, I suppose. Okay, so if your idea of Black history is what a lot of woke people think Black history is, which is white people have always been super mean to Black people, and any reason why anything bad ever happens to Black people is because the fault of white supremacy, and Black children need to be afraid when they get pulled over by the police. And and then, I mean, yeah, then I suppose a Black anybody can teach that. It doesn't have to be somebody who has any knowledge on the subject. But, I mean, if, if that's the contention, then, you know, maybe... Maybe you do want that taught by a black person if it's, you know, that white people are the source of every evil in the world. Although there seem to be plenty of white people who ascribe to that view, too. So they seem equally capable of teaching that Is the thought uh, that, is that, that a white field. person is simply incapable of getting the source material that a black person could on black history? 
or is a white person going to oh is he suggesting they're going to sell him an alternative history the history the the fake history i guess i guess so yeah i think and that in the black people are so much more ethical under, right white people can't understand black history and so they're not going to teach it right they're going to teach their white version of it um so far one out of the three uh college presidents has been whacked uh i think the one from harvard should be next the, the gay i mean she's also a midwife is that the one who's a black woman though yes that makes the supreme a court's part, decision on college and university admissions will change how we pursue the educational benefits of diversity but our commitment to that work remains steadfast it's essential to who we are and the mission that we are here to advance for nearly nine years harvard vigorously defended our admissions process and our belief that we all benefit from learning, living, and working alongside people of different backgrounds and experiences. We will comply with the court's decision, but it does not change our values. We continue to believe deeply that a thriving, diverse intellectual community is essential to academic excellence and critical to shaping the next generation of leaders. Every day, this is borne out in Harvard classrooms where our students have the chance to put their ideas into conversation with other points of view, experiences, and perspectives. To our current students, you make excellence possible. Oh, shut up. She, it, she's another stupid person. I'm, uh, the, the, and she actually said it there, too. All, the only way you're going to understand different experiences, different ideas, is with diversity. That's not mm-hmm. true. I'm all great with diversity. I'm... It's... I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, I like. Uh, you know, I, I'm shallow. I like different kinds of food, and I like different kinds of music, and I think different kinds of women look good. Um, but you do not need a mm-hmm. living, breathing eg- exhibit of every single lived experience to glean. That there are other lived experiences. <laughs> I know, right? It's really treating like classmates like zoo animals. It is. It's... Right. To turn to black people and be like, we just can't understand how bad slavery was unless you weigh in and tell us because you're black to somebody who was born in like 2020. Right. It's just amazing. <laughs> uh, back to Harvard. There's another Harvard student. Safety first. That's the approach taken by university administrators these days. On campuses across the country, safety first has been the rationale for silencing speech and firing professors. This practice has birthed a whole new moral framework, one that treats microaggressions as acts of violence. In your job, create a place of comfort and home for the students. But when it comes to threats and calls for genocide against the Jews, this is Barry Weiss's uh, thing talking about like he can't be fat phobic, can't da 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 da. Um, but it, of course, making the apt uh, dis- you know comparison or 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 exposing the apt um, contradiction that yeah everybody's feelings have to be coddled no matter what. You can't make jokes about uh, LGBTQI um, sexual organs. Um, but you can absolutely shut down Jewish students. <laughs> it's amazing. This stuff is just of such, course. you know, and I know that it's all it's all in vogue now to talk about uh, Fanon, 
you know, in the mm-hmm. Algerian uh, uprising versus the French colonizers, and that's the whole model that that got this thing going, etc. But it really is. It really is. It's just simply. It's so simple that that's why so many stupid people can understand it. It's mm-hmm. it, it, what where it used to be. You know. Um, what did Rush call it? Uh, you know, wealth envy. Now it's just simply, it's just oppressor oppressed and just pick one of the two. And that's all the only thing you need right. from your worldview that anyway. Oh yeah. So, and I mean, MSN has this story on it. Female university presidents are under fire in the wake of Congress's college anti-Semitism. Fantastic. Hearings. See they're the female university presidents. This is from fortune. I think originally they're under fire. From that headline, you would think they were just under fire for being women. Last yeah. week, three university presidents appeared before Congress to testify about their institution's responses. Their answers seemed to satisfy no one. By Saturday, Penn President Liz McGill had resigned, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She plans to remain in the role. The three women who testified before Congress were put in a difficult position. Yes, classifying calls for genocide of Jews as hate speech should have been a straightforward task. But the leaders advised by lawyers answered by the book with freedom of speech in mind rather than with the human and emotional response. These exchanges came after a long combative line of questioning by Stefanik, a Trump-aligned congresswoman who is hardly a moral authority on the issue of anti-Semitism. Last year, she ran ads that echoed the anti-Semitic great replacement theory. And university leaders are caught between a growing generation gap on the Middle East conflict with undergraduate students holding more pro-Palestinian views compared to alumni and donors who tend to support Israel. Watching the exchanges, I was reminded of my conversation this fall at the Women Lead Festival in New York with Wellesley President Paula Johnson. She told me that civil discourse was one of the most pressing issues facing campuses today. We are seeing more and more movement against being open to diversity of opinion. And I'm not talking about hate speech, she said at the time. I'm talking about a diversity of opinion that is so essential to our excellence. It's happening outside the classroom, which is a tremendous learning ground for students and inside the classroom. Um... These centuries-old prestigious institutions have only just started putting women in leadership roles. At Harvard, Gay has been in the job for less than six months. Of course, these three leaders should be held accountable, but their actions should not disrupt academia's progress in appointing more diverse leaders. That would be a shame for students of all backgrounds. So, yeah, so we're back to square one. It doesn't matter if the Harvard president is, as Tommy New Hampshire points out in the chat, uh, caught on plagiarism, if they can't denounce anti-Semitism clearly, if the, all three of them are a total disaster. It doesn't matter because they're women and it's very important that we don't set back Ugh. the progress that we've made in appointing women to academic isn't leadership it, but, roles. So there but, we go. Well, isn't it like you're a woman, Alice? Yes. Isn't it like embarrassing that like that? Who's the dude? We can't Rachel, go to college unless who's the dude women from Wakefield, run the college. From Wakefield who has the, where's the captain's hat? That like the the fake the fake woman Rachel, the captain's hat, trans dude, Wakefield Mass. You know anybody trans from Wakefield Mass? The historic first. Um. The guy who wears a uniform of the Rachel Levine. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, like, the, the, just think about who's. I thought you meant like someone we knew from Wakefield. Oh. So, like, um, they've got this. Like, that's who the parade of women is. First of all, that's a fake one. But there's one of them. Yeah, we're 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 doing it. We're doing it. We hired a woman. So the diversity even gets cut up, halved again into even fake ones. 
So a fake one gets to be right. the first one, thankfully, now the glass ceiling's down. But also, like, all of these, like, Kamala Harris is the first female vice president, and she's historically stupid. This yeah. gay from Harvard, Maybe we can she's do a, a little better adult. with the female university presidents. And yeah. if we can't do better with the female university presidents, maybe that doesn't say about women what you wanted to say. Yes, I would. Yeah, I would say <laughs> I so. mean, like, but at the same point, it's the same point. Like, Ibram X. Kennedy's a dummy. He, like, he's he's a dumb. Right. He doesn't say anything that means anything. He says this weird gibberish. Right. So if you're going to elevate him, that actually doesn't make black people look good. No. <laughs> like there are or be you lots of really in- smart black people <laughs> fyi yeah thomas I mean, soul is one the, the clarence thomas is one uh, i mean there are ones like around us in our lives that we know who are smarter than Ibram X kendi yes it's, it it's a disservice to everybody to elevate these crooks and grifters and morons it it really is uh all right alice is it time do we do it? Do we make the jump? I think we I think we should jump to the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Paige Spriniak is yes. not as good looking as she was one year ago. Correct. Tom, come on. It's true. If Alice gave you a get out of jail free card or if the world was going to be destroyed unless you and Paige Spriniak got together, I don't think that you would say no. Come on, Tom. She is beautiful. She's a 10 out of 10. No. Come on. She is, I mean, obviously, if I get the get out of jail free thing and it's a moral responsibility, obviously, let's say Alice doesn't exist. Obviously, I would obviously hook up with her. Please. I mean, obviously. you would do her that favor. I would do her that favor. Absolutely. But no, she's not what she was last year. She's Alice gained weight too. You know, can't all peace felt like me. I just had a baby. Well, I know Alice. That's a that's a more valid excuse than Paige. But she has gained weight. <laughs> you don't know what excuse she has or doesn't have. Leave her alone. I understand, Alice. I'm I'm glad she's eating. That's good. That's a good thing. That means that she's deriving pleasure from food. And I, I think, think she's lovely and looks great. Okay, so do I. She just looked greater last year. What did year. Sally's kindergarten teacher worry tell her? Worry about yourself. She did. Her kindergarten- yeah, that was her. That was what Sally's kindergarten teacher always told people when they went to tell on each other. And that was worry right about before. Yourself. Listen to this. That's right before Sally attended the Page School. Hmm. Mm. Are you gonna take up golfing, Alice? You might be secretly good at it. Maybe in my old age. You don't have to do it in your old age. I don't have time. I don't have time okay. with all these kids and stuff right now. But if I had time, if I had leisure time, I could see myself getting into it possibly. So I was wondering if uh, I should call in and do uh, Christmas songs. I don't know. Try to get everybody in the Christmas spirit. Everything's Mariah Carey. That you know, kind of depressing. You know, with the economy and everything. You know, just go, t- try to lift the spirits, the Christmas spirits. <clears throat> Frosty the oh. snowman, stuff like that. Oh, all right. Your mm-hmm. Indian accent went away when you sang, like the Beatles did. Um, happy birthday, Frosty's. Can an I a-hole. tell people what I always thought that song was about? Sure. 
<laughs> Speaking of brilliant women. <laughs> I always thought as a kid that that song was a cautionary tale about listening to traffic rules. Because he did not pause a moment when he heard him holler, stop. The traffic cop, right? He, should... he didn't wait when the traffic cop said stop, and then he went bumpity bump bump over the hills of snow. He so should be I served a citation. Struck by an oncoming vehicle. Civil violation 8-268. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> That's of, what I thought humorless. happened in the story. You thought it was a tragic song? <laughs> oh, no. People die that way. My goodness. So, no, so listen, kids. When the traffic cop hollers stop... You are the Bella Thorne of kindergartners. <laughs> it's not funny. People can get seriously hurt. No, I did think it was funny. <laughs> People can get seriously hurt. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. And we're not, a frosty. We're not a frosty Frost, family. Frosty the snowman huh? got hit by a car. Happy birthday. Can you come with me to the North Pole? Well, I don't think anybody might as long as I'm back for dinner. Oh, really? Pedophile? Whatever. Frosty's a jerk. Sorry. No time for Frosty. FTS. Ooh, Tom, you just dropped an Easter egg in your most recent episode. So you were offered money to marry Supple? No. So where was Supple from? And you know, yeah. give us a few more details here, Tom. This seems like it's a good story that you kind of just kind of glazed over and buried. Yeah. Well, no, Supple was. Do you know the story, Alice? No. So this, a friend of mine who worked at a hotel, he asked if I would marry his sister to make her legal. And I said, well, I, this guy's a great guy. Um, I said, um, I, I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> and so that was supple, but it was my girlfriend. And I said, I don't think it's going to roll. I don't think the whole kind of thing kind of scared me anyway. It was kind of a little bigger than anything I'd ever been mm-hmm. part of. Um, but uh, some unemployed loser who, I, who remains unemployed to this day, as a matter of fact, did it instead. And got the uh, money. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I've heard a few stories. I knew us. Yeah, I've known Serbian people who have done that. Yeah. yeah. Like Serbian-American people. But, who who yeah. have done... Who've married... Serbian-American people who've, like, married people from Serbia. So There's some pretty hot Serbian women. That That's... Yeah. Well, they didn't, it, like, consummate the marriage. They just did it on oh, paper. Yeah. To get To get people immigration status. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, I was I was at, at that point. One, I was a young Republican in my twenties, and two, uh, so I couldn't. Yeah, two, I was not going to be mess going to the federal building and getting interrogated uh, about this <laughs> girl's. I'm sure she did. Well, actually, she did. Uh, that's right. But Her yeah, husband's but the, a great the, guy. The girl I was close to, who I knew, who did this, like they went to one of the meetings, and she couldn't spell his last name. And, like it was. <laughs> Some of those Serbian last names can be tough, but still. Oof. Oof. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. If you have funny immigration fraud stories, feel free um, uh, to call into the chat chat. That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat. You can leave a message at burnbrowlpodcast.com. You can also find links to all the places to listen. As By the well way, we've as, had friends um, who have been... Who one or two, or one person was like it came illegally and they've heard like and they felt like timid to tell us and like I I am a lawbreaker I'm fine with with anything I wouldn't hold it against you as long as you're fun and a good person 
wherever it takes. If I was from another country and this country was here, I'd be um, trying to get in here too. Of course. Wouldn't anybody? Everybody wants to be here. Um, it's a fairly good place. It's not diverse so. enough, as a matter of fact. I feel our diversity is our strength. They all doesn't. So true. You got more to say, Alice. This thing doesn't uh, ramp up for another like six oh, seconds. It's hard. It's a little hard for me to hear, so I can't quite tell. Um, but yeah, if you want to sign up to be on the live stream and the live chat, then you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Um, but otherwise, of course, the show is always free wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're in Connecticut, come see me tomorrow. Avon, Connecticut. Say la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style